Hello and welcome <laughs> to the new episode of the Comic Book Book Club. We're back! Oh, you just gave up on a number? I know the number. <laughs> it's the number of this... The number of this episode is 11. This is episode 11. We took a brief break. We took a week-long break. And now we're here again. And we're going to do one more episode next week. And then we're going to take like a two-month break. <laughs> so there's today's episode... There's, which is episode 11, and then next week's episode, which is episode 12, and then we'll be taking a break until February. Yes, because that's how numbers work. Yes, and also how months work, and how the American school system works, because we'll be on winter break. Okay, today we'll be talking about uh, Grant Morrison's uh, All-Star Superman, which is, uh, I think it might, it's... it's up. I don't know if it's like my favorite Superman story, but it's definitely up there, like top five. Um, this is probably the most in-depth I've gone in reading it. Like, I've read it, like, a billion times, but this is, like, the most in-depth I've gone with it, and I did notice some bumps in the road, but I think overall it makes for a good story. Um, do you have any pre-thoughts before we go into the issue breakdown? None that I can say on air. Cool. <laughs> well, I'll give you time to censor those thoughts into a way that's applicable for our situation, uh, and we'll jump into the breakdown. Um, so issue one starts off with a, a very brief sort of origin recap for Superman. I love the short sentences. I love them. Yeah, especially because between movies and TV shows and whatever, I don't think anyone on the planet doesn't know Superman's origin story. They were like, we're going to do this quick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, got, we only got 12 issues to pack a story in here, so we're going to get through it. Um, another thing I want to say, uh, so... The, there are, like, a couple of issues that are two-parters, but for the most part, this series is all sort of self-contained stories within the greater narrative, and I really like that. I really like that structure. I didn't even notice. I did not even notice that the stories kind of ended at the end of the issue. Yeah, well, it's because they're all... It, it's, it's really beautifully woven, and this is Grant Morrison really at his finest, where, like, every issue is both its own story and part, part of, of the... Part bigger issue. Part of the narrative, yes. Um... So, uh, after the brief recap, uh, the, set, the scene is set on the surface of the sun. That's a lot of S's. Uh, <laughs> so, there's some, there's some science thing going on. There's a bunch of scientists in some science pod doing science things on the science sun. <laughs> uh, and one of the people in the pod uh, turn into a flesh monster. Um, and this is... like and honestly, right up, that's what happens when you mess happens. with the sun. It's honestly great joke right at the start because they're all like talking about how like oh my god like this is the sun something's going wrong with our shields we're gonna die and then one of them just stands up and starts like mutating and says oh by the I way I just remembered <laughs> I am a genetically modified suicide bomb in human form yeah he basically stands to be like oh I forgot to mention I'm a bomb and you're all gonna die thanks Lex Luthor okay <laughs> bye. <laughs> Did I not put that in my application? <laughs> Was that not covered in the job interview? I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, prepare to die. Um, so Superman's already on the way. Superman to the rescue. Uh, meanwhile, there's a, a, another little cute scene where uh, Lois Lane, back at the Daily Planet, is like has already pre-written the headlines. Cause she's like, I have faith in my man. Uh, I'm Lois Lane. I don't know. <laughs> Superman will do it. I'm just going to type it up now. Yeah. Uh, and then it's also covered that uh, the Daily Planet is preparing to release this massive story uh, about Lex Luthor's crimes that will finally put him in prison. So that's sort of that 
that they're gearing up for that big big event. day big day big day big day for the planet um meanwhile so this is the second meanwhile um luthor himself uh is working for the government but he's pretty much just abandoned any pretense of actually working for the government because he's in like a blood splattered crazy man's room um and he's basically remote controlling like the meat bomb i'm gonna call it the meat bomb at the sun with like a, a vr array and uh the general that he's quote unquote working for shows up and he's like hey man um i know you're a criminal and all but like can you please stop doing criminal things and luther's like no because i hate superman <laughs> uh, isn't he cr- controlling it like ahead of time yeah so this is okay so this i was talking about this with my girlfriend the other day this this oh, is problem just, just nerdy things hashtag just nerd just nerdy couple things this is a problem that's in a lot of superhero comics and it's very prevalent in this in that um the people that write these are not scientists the most they will do is hear one little tidbit about something and then do like 10 minutes worth of google research and then write a story based off of it so you know what same me writing all my research papers <laughs> yeah so the, the 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 factoid that this is based on is that uh, the Earth is so far from the sun that light takes eight minutes to get from the sun to the Earth's surface. Yes. So in oh, this, they're just they're just assuming it also works with whatever radioactive whatever, whatever. radio signals that he's using to control the thing. Yeah. So he's like giving he's like doing movements and like saying lines, and then he's like eight minutes in advance. I got you. <laughs> basically. Um, which, you know, I'm sure that isn't how it works, but whatever. We'll never know. We'll never know. So Lex Luthor is pissy because Superman's aging and, or because Lex is aging and Superman is not. Um, and then Superman, my notes say Superman saves the sun people. They're not actually people from the sun. They're just the people, people on the sun. sun. People on the sun. Um, and in doing so, uh, he gets supercharged. Yeah. So this isn't, okay. So. Superman's powers come from the fact that his cells act as, like, uh, solar-charged batteries, uh, specifically attuned to uh, yellow sun radiation. Um, But I think the implication is that something within, um, like, the the meat bomb that Luther put on it, like, messed up how his cells actually process the energy. Because there's been, like, a billion and one uh, stories that involve superman flying something into the sun so it can't just be that i thought so yeah i was like i swear he's been to the sun before many times so or could i mean or it could just be grant morrison wanting to write a story (laughs) yeah he's like you know what this time the sun's gonna kill him yeah as we covered in the last episode when i was trying to explain some of the vision stuff sometimes canon doesn't matter because to write a good story you got to change some things um one way or another um his cells become supercharged, so he his existing powers also get supercharged, and he also starts uh, ex- uh, exhibiting new powers. However, uh, his cells are also uh, going through cell death at, a, at an accelerated rate, so he's basically dying very slowly. So he's now become he's like got a... sun cancer now. Basically. If sun cancer made you super strong, <laughs> or in his case, super, super strong. Um, so it's at this point where we, uh, where we're introduced, 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 shut up. We're (laughs) introduced to project, which is an acronym. I don't think we're ever told what it stands for. I did not find it anywhere in the comic. Yeah. 
So Project is, I just have in my notes, I call it a weird science place. So it's just like, you know, just like some, it's, it's, there's like a villain in one of these in comics, but it's, it's like your aim. It's like your project Cadmus is just like, here's a building where like people just come here and do weird science things. This is where all the weird stuff happens. Sometimes the, the employees are good. Sometimes they're evil, but they're all connected through their love of weird science stuff. Um, it's headed by a man named, I think Leo Quintus or Quintum or something. Um, he's basically, if Lex Luthor was a good guy and also gay coded. <laughs> yes, this coat of many colors is yeah, really. He wears a rainbow overcoat and just, just like his design and matter of speaking feels very queer coded to me. Um, but yeah, he's just your standard super genius. Standard gay super genius. Yeah, uh, so then we're, we're then taken through a, like a short tour of project and there's all this weird science stuff going on a lot of it is like based off of stuff that superman has done or donated to them there's a lot of faux there's a, there's a lot of fake science psychobabble stuff so we're just gonna skip over that cool art though in the meantime uh luther gets arrested for his many crimes against humanity obviously obviously um Clark Kent rolls in to the Daily Planet. Um, one one thing that I re- like, one of my favorite things about this series is that anytime that uh, super like Clark is on panel as Clark, he is probably going to do something in a bumbling manner that will inadvertently save someone's life. Immediately, immediately, as soon as he turns into uh, Clark Kent, he does something like that. He becomes the clumsiest man on the face of the planet, but also manages to, like, save someone's life or increase someone's quality of life, and it's adorable. Um, uh, so Clark Kent rolls into the Daily Planet, um, gives the story, Luther's arrested, uh, and then in an epilogue, uh, Clark reveals to Lois that he's Superman, and that's the big cliffhanger. <laughs> and basically, it's this whole, like, it's, it's this whole, like, comedy of errors where, like, Clark keeps trying to tell Lois, but, like, Lois just keeps blabbering on because Lois is super awfully written in this series. <laughs> and Clark basically says, Lois, shut up. Lois, listen to me. Listen. Look, look at me. At- look at me. <laughs> listen to me. I'm look Superman. <laughs> shut your mouth. Look at me. Look at my eyes. I'm <laughs> Superman. And that's that's issue one. Uh, so very... I like I like this opening. I think it's fun. Uh, as I previously mentioned, this this all happens in like an alternate timeline or like an alternate universe or something. So don't worry, kids. Superman isn't the, the Superman that we know and love isn't actually dying. He's fine, but this Superman is dying. He's screwed. <laughs> He's not fine. Uh, issue two, uh, Clark. I'm listen. I'm gonna switch between Clark, Superman, and Cal L like a billion times. So just assume that I'm talking about him as Superman. If he's as Clark Kent, then I will specify. Um, so Superman takes Lois to the Fortress of Solitude. Lois is like, hmm, even though I'm an investigative reporter and I should like be able to know these things, I don't believe that you're su- that you're Clark Kent. Even though I saw you take off the glasses, put them on, become Clark Kent, become Superman, it just my brain just doesn't connect. Even though you were with me all day as Clark Kent before revealing you were Superman, I still think you were just pretending to be him because Grant Morrison doesn't know how to write my character. 
I think uh, it's cute that he flies her car yeah. to the fortress. Of <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's because like the car has heating or something and the fortress is in the Antarctic or the Arctic. I don't remember. She's like, it's cold. I'm taking my car. I don't care how you get it there. It's Listen, coming with me. This Subaru is five star safety rated, so I don't trust you flying me because we've established that I don't trust you, Superman. Because you're pretending to be Clark uh, out of all the people in the world, you wanna pretend to be Clark Kent. I'm rubbing, uh, listeners, I'm rubbing my face in frustration right now because I hate how Grant Morrison writes Lois Lane. Anyways. My two boyfriends look exactly alike, but I won't believe that they are the same person. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think there's ever been, or there might have been, but like I would love a Superman story where Lois like is like double dating. Like she's cheating on Superman with Clark Kent or vice versa. And he like, he just kind of has to deal with the fact like, Oh, this woman isn't very good. <laughs> That's how it is in the movie, I think. She's like with Clark Kent, but also doing kissing on the moon with Superman. You gotta honestly and you Superman, have to specify which movie. The All Star Superman movie. Oh. Uh, well it That was just I a mean, creative choice they made. Yeah. That I, I she was think, dating both. I think recently there was a thing where like they were married. But like some tabloid got pictures. Like one of one of the relationships, I don't remember which, like was public. Like either Lois and Superman or Lois and Clark. And like some tabloid got a picture of them kissing with Clark dressed as the one that wasn't public. So that was like a whole thing. And she was like, she was just like, I can't, I can't say anything about this. But like I'm not, I don't cheat, man. <laughs> but anyways, in the actual comic that we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, the fortress, so Superman's super fortress is, is staffed by super robots, and the super door is locked with a super key. <laughs> As it is. Uh, 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 sort of, uh, the, 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 the classic interpretation is that the key to the fortress of solitude is like this giant G- metal huge, thing. Huge, yeah. Um, and he picks up, and it's tiny. Yeah, and this, it's like a tiny, super dense key. Um, uh, yeah, so he sort of gives Lois a tour. Um, the, the fortress acts as both a home base and as sort of a, uh, uh, museum. So it's got, like, some stuff he's collected. It's got, like, monuments to his parents. Um, the tour includes, uh, a kryptonite laser, uh, a baby sun eater. And to clarify, that is a baby from a race of aliens that eats suns. So a baby sun eater. Just like the name implies. Just like the name. I'm just trying to be clear. Because, like, to me, I read baby sun eater. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sun eaters. I know those things. But, like, to other people, they might. <laughs> um, and the, the, the tour also includes a time telescope, which at the current moment can only receive messages from the future. Um uh, Lois also gets a glance into, like, a weird room that's filled with, like, smoke and, like, has diagrams of her body. And Superman's like, uh, don't look in there. It's not what you think. He could have just said, uh, listen, I'm going to spoil this. He could have just said, oh, that's my birthday present to you. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't want to ruin the surprise. But no. Instead, he's all cryptic and he's like, that room is off limits. <laughs> don't go in that room. So then they have dinner on the Titanic. Yes, the actual Titanic. Which I think is very nice. Yeah. That Superman was like, this it's is cute. mine now. It's, it's cute. I mean, like, it's I don't care like that, anyone. It's like, I don't care that they had dinner on the Titanic and how romantic it is. 
I like that Superman went to the bottom of the ocean and was like, yes, this is mine now. <laughs> no museum gets it. I'm going to put it I mean, in my super base. Who else on the planet has the ability to get the Titanic? Okay, but isn't he for the people? Like, he, doesn't he want to return it to, like, some museum so other people can, like, see it? But no, no. <laughs> Screw history, screw nah, museums. Like, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> I'm going to put it in my man cave. Um, so they have dinner. Lois grows increasingly suspicious and paranoid and still like doesn't believe that Superman is actually Clark Kent. I have no good words to call this lady. Yeah, nothing that we can say on air. <laughs> um, there's a funny little joke where like Lois runs into the time telescope room and like a Superman from the future is like, please, I, I have a question. I must ask. You must answer this question for me. It's of dire importance. Who was J-Lo? <laughs> and like, is it dated? Yes. Is it still funny? Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> still absolutely hilarious. I mean, like, the, like you could put any celebrity in there and it, like the joke would still work. Like if, it, like if this was printed today, I'm sure this would be like, who was Billie Eilish? But like the joke still works. It's still it's a great still, joke. It still works with J-Lo. It still works with J-Lo. That's J-Lo fair. is relevant, relevant enough that it still works with I J-Lo. I mean, it could be said that it's even funnier now that she's irrelevant. <laughs> uh, anyways, in her paranoia, Lois grabs the kryptonite laser. She is running through the halls without her shoes. Head off, without shoes, still wet from her shower, screaming her head off. She's like, I gotta... <laughs> I gotta I don't kill know, Superman. I don't know what the plan was, but she's like, I gotta kill Superman. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna do what no man before me has ever, ever attempted. <laughs> I'm going to grab this thing that's just on display that he, I'm, yeah, he probably doesn't have safeguards against this super deadly weapon in his house. I'm just <laughs> going to grab it. by some. the way. There's no, like, safety on the Superman, on the kryptonite laser. She just grabs it and shoots him with it. The lucky. She is so lucky that, the like, lucky a SOB. side effect of his dying condition is that he's now immune to green kryptonite. Like, could you She imagine? really would have just killed Superman. She would have just killed Superman. And st- How would and she have gotten home? And still would have been so confused where Clark Kent went. <laughs> well, I mean, there's one way to confirm that, Eddie. You kill Superman, and then Clark Kent just goes missing. I, I bet she wouldn't even she wouldn't even connect two and two. Not even two and one and one. <laughs> we're just wasting, we're wasting so much time on this, but now I'm curious, like, how would she have gotten home? <laughs> well, the robots are there. I guess, but what they like, you've killed Superman, now we kill you. I don't know. Anyways, Superman's now immune to green kryptonite radiation. Lucky us. Lucky us. Um, it turns out that the paranoia was an unintended side effect of whatever gas he was using in the birthday room that I'm going to call it to make Lois's birthday present. That being, uh, uh, so it, it turns out that Superman has like... <laughs> This is going to sound ridiculous, but he's used his telescope vision to sequence his own genome and use that to synthesize a serum that will give a human uh, Kryptonian powers for 24 hours. And that is his birthday present to Lois Lane. Amazing birthday present. Yeah, so he's like, Absolutely hey, now that birthday. you just tried to kill me, I'm going to give you my power level. I'm just going to assume that the paranoia gas has worn off at this point. I'm going to rank Anyways, this up to 11. Anyways, put on the skimpy out, super skimpy outfit. Yes. Yes. You get no pants. <laughs> you get a leotard 
Because I was feeling risque. <coughs> you get, you get, you get, you get elbow length gloves and no pants. So then issue three, Lois drinks the serum and starts like fighting crime with Superman. And it's kind of cute. I don't know. I, I still don't like Lois in this series. Um, <laughs> Lois is so stupid. They fight a dinosaur man from underground. Uh, one of the Daily Planet workers named Steve Lombard makes really gross comments about how much he wants to lay in bed with Lois Lane. I'm going to say it like that because we're on the radio. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what can Superman give her that good old American man meat can't? And it's like, okay. <laughs> good old American man meat. <laughs> Anyways, so then Superman and Super Lois run into Samson. Yes, that Samson. that Samson. That's what it, that's what I have in my notes. And Atlas. Yes, that Atlas. <laughs> um, and they're like being real macho men and being really weird and flirty towards Lois Lane. Um, they're both like pretentious, self righteous bullies. Um, they try to like basically steal Lois from Superman by pre- by performing quote unquote feats of heroism. Um, and Lois in her lowest point in this series reci- reciprocates the flirting because she's still salty about Clark about Superman pretending to be Clark. I should also note that even if he was, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not enough that you should be flirting with other men in front of him. Um, it also I also should note that Atlas and Samson get around in a time traveling car. Yep. So this is a biblical hero and a Greek hero riding around in a time car. Um, they return the, uh, uh, angry dinosaur man to his underground kingdom, and the king's like, ah, thank you for returning my son. By the way, he only invaded Earth because a- Atlas and Samson told him to. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> maybe Lois should stop talking to these people. Meanwhile, while that conversation is happening, literally, like, ten feet away, Samson's like, hey, Lois, I got this, I, I stole this, like, super unique, magical... A radioactive necklace from an ultra sphinx. Here, put it on. And Lois goes, okay. Okie dokie. That doesn't sound dangerous <sighs> at all. So then the ultra, fi- ultra sphinx shows up to get his necklace back. Uh, and he's like, you must answer the impossible question. That question being, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object? Uh, Superman answers, they surrender. As... Ultra Sphinx like, good enough for me. You can have your woman back now. Goodbye. <laughs> Atlas, that works. <laughs> Atlas and Samson continue to be jerks. Like, if Superman wasn't there, the Ultra Sphinx would have wiped the floor with them. They acknowledge that. And then after Superman saves their lives, they're immediately like, coward, I'm going to take your woman. <laughs> like, immediately. And then Superman arm wrestles them at the same time breaks both of their arms it's very funny he's like whistling while like the earth is cracking around them from the sheer power of their arm wrestling uh it's fun it's funny it's funny and fun somehow both of alice's arms got broken (laughs) the sheer power of just one arm wrestle broke both arms yep and then um superman and lois go on the moon and they kiss and it's very cute and then they're sitting on a skyscraper as Lois's powers wear off, and she like 
falls asleep in his arms and he tucks her in the bed. That's so cute, but I would have fallen directly off the building if I had fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, knowing our luck, if either one of us were in this scenario, we'd be like mid-flight with the powers <laughs> <laughs> we're off. <laughs> Not only would we fall to our deaths, we'd also fall asleep in midair and then fall to our deaths. You know how like... Like, wow, I'm dying, but I sure am tired. <laughs> Man, superheroing really takes it out of you. We're almost halfway through the episode when we're only on issue three. These aren't even, like, complex issues. We're just talking so much. There's just a lot to say about <laughs> Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, you know how, like, otters can fall asleep and still float on the water and, like, some seagulls can fall asleep in the air? Do you think, like, superheroes can do that? Like, they could just... I totally believe Superman can do like, that. Like, well, I gotta fly to Asia, but I'm kind of low level, so I can't go very fast. I'll just nap in the air. <laughs> I 100% believe... I don't think he can move. I feel like he can just hover. And sleep. Like yeah. sleeping when you're in a chair or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyways, uh, issue four introduces Jimmy Olsen. Uh, he does these features for the Daily Planet where he like takes on like a role in society for a day. Oh, we really are halfway through this. Not even. This is 12 issues and this is issue four. No, I mean halfway through this episode. Yeah. We might have to make this a two-parter for the okay. first time We'll see how how far we can get. <laughs> I've said before that I had I had opinions, strong yeah, opinions so on this. We, so this is honestly, fine. We might just get as far. We'll probably get to like issue eight, maybe in this episode, and then just uh, finish the rest of the issues next week, and then also cover Kendra's thoughts. And like, if we have time, we'll do some headlines or whatever. Um, but yeah, this will probably be our first ever CBBC two-parter. Um, I know I'm calling it early, but knowing us. That's life. <laughs> so now we're obligated to have an episode next week, regardless of finals. Anyways, um, Jimmy, uh, in this issue, in today's four-day feature, he is taking Leo Quintus's role as head of project, while Quintus goes into like some light realm to do finger puppets or something. I don't know. It's weird science. Some something. My Maybe notes, we're doing some stuff. And I was like, okay. My notes say more weird science stuff happens, which is like uh, summarizes like three pages worth of content. Yeah. Um, Superman has to come to the rescue because they were uh, exploring like sort of a, a, a super dense underverse. So like a, a, humans stay doing things humans aren't supposed to be doing. It should be noted that I think most, if not all, of the employees of Project are artificial constructs, like they're bioengineered, super smart humans. Because I think, like, they all have, like, green or blue skin except for Leo. So I think Quintus might have just been like, I'm going to start a science lab and I'm going to grow all my scientists. <laughs> Screw homemade scientists. <laughs> I, well, they are homemade. Screw old-fashioned homemade scientists. GMO scientists. <clears throat> Excuse me. At this point, I want to say, someone does ask what project stands for and they just straight up ignore it. Yep. They start talking about a haiku or something like that. Yep, because Grant Morrison likes being cute. Anyways, they're exploring... They, they're, they're bas they basically have a crane going to this, like, underverse, which is, like, a super dense layer of reality underneath our reality, and it sort of starts clapping, collapsing in on itself. Um, so uh, Superman has to fly in and save them, and he manages to also recover whatever it was that they were trying to pull out of the underverse, which happens to be a new form of kryptonite. Um, as I mentioned in our last episode, uh, 
kryptonite is chunks of krypton that have been uh, changed or irradiated in some way. So there's like different isotopes of kryptonite that have different color spectrums. So this is black kryptonite. Um, if you want a fun time, go to the DC Fandom Wiki page for all the different forms of kryptonite. Like pink kryptonite, which makes Superman gay. Cute. It's not. <laughs> it's super gross. Uh, so black kryptonite makes Superman evil but stupid. He goes on a rampage. Uh, oh, he lost all his brain cells. Yeah. All of them, gone. So uh, Jimmy injects himself with uh, Project's secret weapon, which turns him into Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday being... so He's like the villain that killed Superman. That's basically all you need to know. He's a, a, a genetic experiment from Krypton that's found its way to Earth and killed Superman. Um, so Jimmy injects himself with Doomsday Juice, turns into Doomsday, beats the crap out of Superman. Both he and Superman uh, revert to normal after they beat the crap out of each other. They have a nice little bonding moment. Um, and then Jimmy has an interaction with his girlfriend that I don't care about because his girlfriend sucks because Grant Morrison doesn't know how to write women. Not at all. <laughs> and that's that issue. <laughs> uh, at least in this, in this series, he doesn't know how to write women. And this was, you know, a couple years ago. A while ago. Issue five, Luther's in court. Attila Hun, Genghis Khan, Al Capone, Adolf Hitler, Lex Luthor. My ex has such a hard-on for this line. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Uh, that The purpose of that line is that the judge is, like, given his final statement. Yeah. And it's like, He's like all you people, are oh, terrible yeah. and you are amongst the, the most terrible. Well, I think, I think he says something like, you named these awful criminals as your role models or something. Yeah. The line, he, he lists all those people and says, you freely admit that these violent, appealing criminals, or appalling criminals, pardon me, are the men you revere above all as heroes and role models. blah de blah blah I'm e or You're evil. And then Lex Luthor says, yes, I'm evil, you sweating toad. <laughs> Put me in jail, fool. But first, he says, he makes the claim, Superman made me do it, so Superman <laughs> should go to jail. Yeah. Last-ditch effort <laughs> to get out of going to jail. I only punched Jimmy in the face because Jimmy called me a moron. <laughs> uh, it's not even Jimmy called me a moron. Jimmy's doing well in life, so I punched Jimmy in the face. Jimmy got an A on the test, and I got an A-, minus, so I punched him in the face. And that's somehow Jimmy's fault. Oh, my God. How dare he be better than me? How dare someone succeed in life? I will say, I want to preface this is possibly my favorite issue of this series just because of like the the ongoing we'll get into it so uh lex is sent to strikers island which is like a super cr uh, prison to a rate to await his death sentence is strikers a real island i think rikers is a real place rikers is real yeah so they probably just based it off that here's an s new island <laughs> yeah, and they changed an E to a Y. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I mean, Metropolis is very obviously. Uh, uh, they didn't. They didn't care at all about naming places. They Metropolis were like, is very obviously supposed to be New York. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't care. They were like, it's a opolis. It's a metro. It's a metropolis. <laughs> I mean, Metropolis is just like a description of a type of city. Yep. So they were like, and, yeah, that works. I mean, we're talking about the same con 
company that made a city in made a fictional city in the center of the U.S. and named it Central City, and then made a fictional city on the west coast of the U.S. and named it Coast City. They also they also called it Smallville. Yeah, Superman came from Smallville to Metropolis. Batman operates out of Gotham City, which is a gothic-based city. <laughs> I mean... DC doesn't care about naming things at all. If yeah. it... And then, and then Mom was like, let's just have it be a real place. Let's just have... Not only that, <laughs> let's have all of our heroes in existence operate out of New York City. Because we're operating <laughs> out of New York City. We're not going to look up any other place. I don't care about anywhere else on the map. We're in New York City, and that's the end oh, of it. Oh, man. Fun times. Uh, anyways. Uh, Luther is sent to Strikers. Uh, Clark is assigned to interview him prior his uh, execution. Um, so They gave this man a lab, and I don't understand. I think that's like a shop thing, but like, yeah, he's like... He's got, he's got way advanced... He's like building death robots, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They've got two guards, and the guards look totally relaxed while this man is building, like, the next Doomsday Project. Yeah. So, uh, my notes say Lex gives a speech about how cool and epic he is and how much Superman sucks uh, as he sort of walks through the prison. The whole time, Clark sort of bumbles his way into saving Luther's life from, like, tools shorting out and, like, stuff falling... It's very cute. I like it a lot. Like, Lex is basically spitting in his face and the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Clark is both being super is, humble and humble and respectful and, like, saving his life from random stuff that happens. He is spitting in both the face of Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time in this issue. And he still, and Clark still goes out of his way to bumblingly save him. Yeah. And that makes him a better man than all of us because I would have let him die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while they're going through the jail, at the same time, uh, Parasite is being, uh, moved through the jail. Parasite has the power to basically just absorb energy and grow strong from it. And since Superman has been supercharged, Parasite no longer needs to touch him. He can just, like, absorb the ambient energy. So Parasite turns into, like, a massive flesh monster and ensues a riot. And, and of course Lex thinks it's his fault. Lex is like, ah, yes, I strong. This is all my fault. I caused this because I am cool and epic and smarter than you. He can probably feel my smartness. He can feel my IQ. <laughs> um, this is a very cute scene because <laughs> Clark bumbles his way into basically saving everyone in the prison. And it's just, it's just fun, okay? And I just think this is a really fun scene. At some point, they get zoomed. some people get zoomed out of the prison and they're like, who was that? And it was like, Superman saved us. Knowing Superman wasn't there, no one saw Superman. It's just, at, it's just at, at this point, if you get saved, Superman did it. It's Metropolis, so it's a, it's a pretty safe assumption. Um, I'm going to start blaming things on Superman. <laughs> they continue to escape through the prison. Luthor continues to brag. They eventually, Parasite eventually gains so much mass that like he crumbles the prison around him. Um, and Luther's like, yes, it's clearly because I am epic. Yes, yes. And he's like stomping on his face. He's like, I am the greatest. <laughs> There's a very fun visual gag in here where like because of their running and escaping, Luther's like sweating a bunch. So he like wipes his face. 
and one of his eyebrows comes off with it because Luther is fully bald. Like, he doesn't even have <coughs> eyelashes. Um, so then, like, uh, Luther reveals that he's built an escape route, and uh, his niece, who I believe is a new character for All-Star Superman, shows up, and she's basically like, uh, Lex, you're missing an eyebrow. So then he draws it back on. It's, just a, it's a very fun visual gag. Um, so then... Uh, Clark tries to appeal to Luther's humanity one last time, like, you're gonna die, dude, just, like, do good for once in your life, and Luther's like, no, nah. no, loser, I killed Superman. Um, so then... Is this Luth- the one where he's like, you're gonna die like a dog on the street, or yeah. something like that? you'll die like a mad dog in the yard. This is Clark talking to Lex. Yep, and Lex is like, cool. But listen, Dope. I killed Superman, so I'm ready to die. <laughs> He said, say less. Uh, so then uh, Clark escapes through Luthor's secret hole, and uh, Lex decides to stay in the prison. He said, I'm going to die. I, I made a super secret passageway to get out, but I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to I'm gonna take it. I'm going to just vibe here in prison. <laughs> See ya. Because obviously I'm the smartest one here. They gave me a lab, <laughs> so I'm good. Okay, bye. Uh... That's issue five. Issue six has a very nice cover. I love issue yeah, six's cover. It's very pretty. Um, I should also say, because this isn't very clear, issue six is a flashback. Yes. They don't really explain this until like the very end, but I'll say it now just for ease of reading. Issue six is a flashback. Gotta rehydrate. Okay. Issue six. Years before the event of All-Star Superman... Uh, Clark is uh, visiting his parents in Smallville because that's the name. <laughs> because that is the name of the small village. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> Crypto the Superdog shows up. And this. Uh, cri- <laughs> okay, bear with me here. Crypto is uh, the House of L family dog from Krypton. Somehow he also got launched off of the planet and was put in like suspended animation and then showed Who up. Who put on the dog Earth. in suspended animation? Who I did think that. It may he may have been like bundled in with Supergirl because Supergirl's story is that uh, she was like a teenager on Krypton when uh, Kal El, aka Clark, was a baby, and then both of their rockets got shot off at the same time. But while uh, they were both supposed to, like, arrive on Earth at the same time. But while uh, Kal-El's rocket went straight to Earth, um, Supergirl's, like, got caught in some weird space thing, and she got put in, like, suspended animation. And then eventually ended up on Earth, but, like, now Kal-El was Superman, and she was still, like, a teenager. Sure. So I think Crypto may have been in Supergirl's capsule. Okay. I don't know. Crypto's, like, my favorite, like, probably my second favorite Super Family member. Because my favorite is... Connor Kent Superboy, the first Superboy. He's he's my favorite. But Crypto is probably my second favorite. Crypto is my favorite on Titans. I didn't know he was in Titans. He is in Titans. Connor is also in Titans. Titans bad. Titan Titans goes back and forth. <laughs> we'll talk about that after Maybe we'll talk about that in the, we'll talk about that next week probably. Yeah. But I have thoughts on Titans as well. <laughs> Have you, did you, when you were a kid, did you ever watch Crypto the Superdog, the cartoon show? No, because I wasn't a nerd. <laughs> First of all, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> the, the TV show was like, 
I don't remember why, but Crypto ended up, like, being... He ended up living with, like, just some random kid instead of Superman. And he just, like, kind of hung out and had adventures. He said, I'm gonna just live with a normal family. Hold on, I'm gonna Google this now. I know we're supposed to be talking about this, but, like, whatever. Now that I've given myself, like... Two episodes. Two episodes to talk about this, I'm spreading this out. Crypto the Superdog ran on Kids WB. It, it aired on Cartoon Network in 2005 and then ran from kids, on Kids WB from 2006 to 2007. This was the art style. I do remember the art style. Yeah. What? What? It was made by the same people that made Batman the Animated Series? Okay. Um, let's see here. Plot. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Crypto was adopted by Kevin Whitney, a nine-year-old boy with whom Superman arranges for him to stay as Superman himself is often too busy saving the world to take care of him. <laughs> Screw you, Crypto. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Crypto has a secret identity in this show. Crypto was the very first pair of the platypus. <laughs> Basically. Um, his next-door neighbor also... <laughs> so there's a whole group of super animals. There's... Crypto the Super Dog, Streaky the Super Cat, um, Beppo the Super Monkey, and Comet the Super Horse. That they just exist in comics. Cool. So Crypto's this, this really is the first <laughs> the first pairing the platypus. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kevin's neighbor, uh, Andrea, was tasked with taking care of Streaky the Super Cat, who was Supergirl's pet cat. So Crypto's sidekick is Streaky in this TV show. Ace the Bat Hand, all Ace the Bat Hound also shows up in the show. Batman has a dog. Yeah, he has two dogs. If one is Bat Hound, what's the other? They're both Bat Hounds. In, in they're recent, just in recent comics, Bat Hound one and since, two. Since well, they're not called Bat Hound; they're just called Ace and Titus. Ah, I just believe I believed fully with my whole heart that Bruce Wayne would call his dogs. Bad Hound one and two. Well, uh, since we're, because okay. he's a we're terrible fully, father. We're fully talking about the super the the, the, the super pets now. Um, initially, in like the golden age, like you know, Ace Bat Hound was like a thing. Like, oh, like I've got a I've got a pet dog, and it like does bat things with me. Um, and then uh, uh, when uh, date like you know, as time passed and comics were like, maybe we should take ourselves seriously. Ace like still was around, but he was just like Bruce's pet dog. He, um, he's now a dog. <laughs> And then, well, he was always a dog. Yes, but now he's now just he doesn't a wear dog. like a tiny Batman hat. <laughs> um, and then uh, I uh, am. I want to. I want to finish my thoughts on Crypto the Superdog, the TV show. So his allies were Streaky the Supercat, Ace the Bathound, Stretcho Mutt, who I think was Plastic Man's dog or something. Makes sense. And then he fought against Lex Luthor's pet iguana, the Joker's pet hyenas. Penguins trained birds and Catwoman's cat. There's also there's also like a like there's like an like basically Guardians of the Galaxy but like animals and they're called the Dog Star Patrol <laughs> and they just show up sometimes. Anyways, um, so yeah. Wait, it's... while we're on uh, total hi- hiatus from <laughs> what we're normally supposed to be talking about. I started watching uh, Young Justice. Yeah. Why is Speedy the green arrow? The... That's just, that was, I think, I'm not sure which one came first, but 
But yes, despite his name, Speedy is Green Arrow sidekick. I that confused me for a long time. What the, because the bow and the arrows didn't. <laughs> no, because white people look the same to me. That's fair. Yeah, and and Speedy and Kid Flash are both redheads, huh? I was like, all right. Let's see here. Speedy first appeared in 1941, and Kid Flash first appeared in... I love that in the show they call him everything but Kid Flash. Flash Jr. Lil Flash. Well, because Kid Kid Flash didn't appear until 1959, so Speedy actually came first. Why name him Speedy? Why? Because he shoot arrow fast. Okay. Anyways, Young Justice is really good. We'll talk about it more next week. I'm going to say one more thing about Batman's animals, and then we're going to get back to actually talking about the comic. So when Damien was a like was introduced as a character, he's vegan, so like he just started collecting animals. So he got a pet dog named Titus. He got a pet cat named Alfred. He got a bat cow, which was just a cow that had like a bat symbol of fur <laughs> on his face. <laughs> and they just kind of hang out in the bat cave. Like there's a section of the bat cave that's basically just like a farm, because <laughs> Damien just collects animals. Anyways, back to the comic. Um, Crypto shows up. Oh, wow. We're really not going to finish this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to get... I think we'll be able to get through at least issue seven. Crypto shows up. They play uh, a younger Superman and Crypto play cat through the whole tree trunk. And it's very cute. Um, uh, uh, pa and Ma Kent are very cute. Um, uh, uh, Kent, uh, The Kents have, fired, have hired... Pardon me three farmhands uh to help with this season's harvest um and it's uh, then revealed that and clark is low-key salty he's like why i could I do, do it, it all myself uh anyways the three farmhands turn out to be different supermen so there's uh one from the far future oh we're just spoiling this entire well it's spoiled in like two pages i'm i'm i'm, I'm going fast through this um the, the, the three Supermen turn out to be a Superman from the far future, a Superman from the fifth dimension, and a bandaged mystery Superman. Ooh, that's a surprise we'll use for later. <laughs> yeah. The four Supermen and Crypto then fight a Chronovore, which is a being that eats, eats time. time. Um, the, the, the three Supermen from different time and places had sort of come to fight it in Superman's stead because they knew what would happen if he fought it. But he does fight it, and in doing so, he loses three minutes of his life to the chronovore. Um, I'm not going to explain it further because... I, I, I don't uh, understand uh, how uh, it works. Basically, in those three minutes, uh, Pa Kent ha- suffers a heart attack, and basically it's like, oh, if those three minutes hadn't been used up by the chronovore, then like Superman could have saved him or whatever. Like, he took three minutes to fight it, and that's why... And that's think, when he died, or I think he took some time to fight it, and then the Chronovore also ate three extra minutes. The second thing, I think, like the the, I mean, it's first of all, it's comics. Second of all, it's Grant Morrison comics, which makes even less sense. But I think in 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 making contact with the Chronovore, it ate like three minutes of Superman's personal timeline. So there were three minutes where he oh. would have been present in the universe, and he just and wasn't. he just gone. Yeah, so he just lost three minutes of his life. Anyways, there's a funeral. Clark gives a very beautiful speech. Uh, and it's then revealed that the bandaged Superman is All-Star Superman. And he was like, well, I, you know, the, the, he turns out to be the one that we've been following who accompanied the Superman squad, which is what they call themselves, uh, to the past to both fight the Chronovore and to see his father one last time. 
Uh, do we ever see him do this? Yeah. He takes off the bandages. No, I mean, later in the no. series, we don't see him. Because he we, doesn't we, have much time left, so I'm never, wondering. We never see him go back in time. I'm wondering when he had time to go back in time, because he only has about six issues left to live. Who knows? So that's the halfway point. I, I really like this issue. Um, it's cute. Superman, it's sad, the, but the, it's... The, the, the other members of the Superman squad give him, like, a solid gold indestructible flower that he puts on the grave of John Kent. And the last issue is just Superman sitting at his father's grave. That's issue six. Um, let's see if we can get through issue seven, so we can at least say we got over halfway through. Actually, issue seven is one of the one of the few two-parter stories, so we'll leave it with a nice little cliffhanger. Um, so, projects incursions into the Underverse have resulted in a Bizarro Earth appearing. Uh, now, Bizarro has been many things in the comics, but he's he or it or they have always just been like a mirror image of Superman or the Earth. Um, so in some instances, it's like a clone of Superman that Lex Luthor made. In some instances, it's just like a different universe or timeline. Uh, in some instances, it's like artificial. Um, I will just spoil it because like, this is just a throwaway line of sign techno babble. And later in this issue, this specific bizarro is an organism from the underverse that uh, sort of seeks to infect and consume. And in doing so, it's... Uh, takes on a similar form to that which it's trying to consume. So in this case, it's a Bizarro Earth, which is a cube that is populated by Bizarro people. Um, so these Bizarro creatures start attacking Metropolis. If they make contact with someone, they copy whoever they touch and turn that person into a Bizarro. So sort of like a, 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 a equalizing thing happens. Yeah, zombie rules. Um, if they touch you, if it's, like, if it's like a blank Bizarro that touches you, the then blank Bizarro turns into a Bizarro you, and you turn into a Bizarro you. Um, so on and so forth. Um, Bizarro Superman, who I'm just going to call Bizarro Prime, shows up. Um, punch, fight, run, zombie rules, which is what my notes read. Um, project reveals that the planet and the Bizarros, like I said, they're all one organism, and that they're weakened by yellow sunlight. Um, so Superman basically... Lucky us that we come from yellow sunlight. <laughs> yeah. So Superman basically pushes the sun, pushes the planet out of the dark side of the Earth and into yellow sunlight, um, and it uh, retreats. Uh, as it retreats into the Underverse, there's like a gravity tunneling effect, which turns the sunlight red as it enters Bizarro's Bizarro planet's uh, atmosphere. Um, and so that's now, not good for Superman. Yeah. So red sunlight renders power renders Superman power powerless. I almost said Power Man superless. And you know what? You would have been just... They were—they honestly could have been so close to calling him Power Man. There's a Power Man in Marvel. We, co- we talked about him in the Vision episode, remember? Okay. <laughs> that means no. Anyways, uh, so Superman is now sort of... Uh, his powers are running out. He's stranded on um, this bizarro planet as it tunnels into the Underverse. So, like, the gravity is growing more and more effective. And he meets... Um, this is gonna this is gonna take a lot of brain power to get through, but he meets a Bizarro of the Bizarros, so a, 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 a reversal of the reversal. Yes, a flawed mirror copy of a flawed mirror copy. Um, his name is Zibaro. Isn't that a pizza place? Nope, that's Zibaro. That's Zibaros. So, but you're you're close. close. I was about to make that joke. <laughs> 
Um, Zabaro is a self-described, sensitive, self-aware poet scientist. And he's just kind of there. He's like, oh, woe is me. All these bizarre things are, like, stupid. And I'm smart. And that sucks. And that's the cliffhanger for both issue seven and this episode. Yes. That Superman is stuck on bizarro Earth as it tunnels into the Underverse. With red sunlight. With red sunlight. Um... Do you have any... I know that you're probably going to have a a huge tirade and a lot of thoughts to go on next week when we actually finish this. Uh, But do you have anything you want to say that uh, we sort of had to skip over? No. (laughs) Every time you ask me do I have anything to say, I just think bad things about Lois Lane. (laughs) Yeah! Grant Morrison doesn't know how to write women. (laughs) Lois Lane is definitely the worst of it, but like... There's a background character in issue seven who's just like an employee at uh, the Daily Planet's like Christmas party, and she's not Robert neither. She's like obnoxious and like telling a story that no one cares about, and then she gets murked by the Bizarro, so like it doesn't really matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, next episode we'll cover issues eight through twelve of All Star Superman. Kendra will finally reveal her tirade. Uh, about why she doesn't like it. (laughs) We'll probably cover some headlines, um, and we'll reveal what we'll be reading over Christmas break, because next week will be our last episode. We will be back in February. Yes. Yes. That's so sad. Bittersweet ending. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you still haven't read All-Star Superman, now you've got one more week. So do it, or else I'll find you, and you won't like that. Please do it. <laughs> Please. Uh, you, you'll get more out of the show if you actually read what we're discussing because we really do go light on... We, we go light on the details of the story so that we can give more of our opinions. Um, so, from the bottom of our hearts, we humbly ask that you read the comics. Also, because they're just, they're just good stories. We wouldn't pick it for the show if they weren't good stories. Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I would say my show, but I don't know if I'm going to have a show this week. Oh, no, my roommate. And I get really drunk and explain hand kinks. <laughs> okay, what's the name of that show and when is it and where is it? Let me explain. 6 p.m. on Fridays on WMUC Digital. Yeah, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, Yeah. We've got like five minutes left, but I can't think of anything else to say. Um, Titans bad, Teen Titans good. The TV show. Please, please watch Titans. I need to rant with you about Titans. I I will give you my HBO Max account <laughs> just so you can watch Titans. <laughs> okay. Um, until next week, I've been your host, Matt Lasik. I'm your co-host, Kendra Forte. Did we say that? I don't think nope. we said that at the top of the show. No, we didn't. Oops. <laughs> well, now you know. Uh, if you want to write into the show, if you have thoughts, comments, questions, recommendations, suggestions, literally anything, uh, you can tweet us at CBBCPod. That's at CBBCPod. Or you can email us at CBBCPod at gmail uh, at yes at gmail.com my brain shut down halfway through that you can email us at cbbcpod at gmail.com um if you listen to this if you joined this live halfway through we also put up episodes on 
YouTube, uh, Spotify, Spotify, other streaming services. Uh, links to that you can find on Twitter. Um, until next week, Excelsior. <laughs>